Hi, this is Jeff Steele. Today we'll be reading from Acts chapter 6, verses 1 through 7. Now before we begin today, we need just a little bit of background. To this point, we've seen the church growing rapidly, though not without difficulty. There has been oppression from the outside, such as the opposition the apostles faced, and there has been some trouble from within, such as Ananias and Sapphira from chapter 5. Now today, we're going to read about a division between people that threatens to cause a larger issue in this new community of believers. Now, in that time, there were different kinds of Jewish people. When the Old Testament was written, it was written in Hebrew. God's people who lived in Israel and followed God's laws spoke Hebrew and they studied the Bible in Hebrew. That was their culture. But there was also a point in history when God's people were conquered and carried off as slaves to other parts of the world. Over the course of hundreds of years, some of those people eventually made their way back to the Promised Land. And although they remained thoroughly Jewish, they also brought other cultural experiences back with them, including the language they spoke. The Romans had conquered most of the known world at the time of Acts, and one of their contributions to civilization was a common language, and that language was Greek. The Jewish people who returned to Jerusalem were Greek-speaking Jews, not Hebrew. In fact, they even had translated their Bibles into Greek. They had a Greek version of the Old Testament called the Septuagint. So here we have two groups of people who have different cultures. They have different primary languages and they use different translations of the Bible. Can you imagine that? Uh, Certainly, we wouldn't have any of those same issues today, would we? Different denominations, using different translations of the Bible perhaps, even though they follow the same faith? Or maybe cultural differences? Different customs or different colors of skin, even though we follow the same Lord? Do those things ever cause issues for Christ's church today? Well, they did in the first century too. And here's what happened. Chapter 6. It says, But as the believers rapidly multiplied, there were rumblings of discontent. The Greek-speaking believers complained about the Hebrew-speaking believers, saying that their widows were being discriminated against in the daily distribution of food. So the twelve called a meeting of all the believers. They said, We apostles should spend our time teaching the word of God, not running a food program. And so, brothers, select seven men who are well-respected and are full of the spirit and wisdom. We will give them this responsibility. Then we apostles can spend our time in prayer and teaching the word. Everyone liked this idea, and they chose the following. Stephen, a man full of faith and the Holy Spirit. Philip, Prochorus, Nicanor, Timon, Parmenas, and Nicholas of Antioch, an earlier convert to the Jewish faith. These seven were presented to the apostles, who prayed for them as they laid their hands on them. So God's message continued to spread. The number of believers greatly increased in Jerusalem, and many of the Jewish priests were converted too. Here's what I love about this passage. The result of the apostles' actions was that God's message continued to spread. The situation that was developing had the potential to derail the momentum of the church. Up until this point, the characteristic activity of the church was having everything in common, and there was no one who had need of anything among them because they were so generous with each other. 
But now it appears that some people are falling through the cracks. And even worse, these oversights are happening along what could be considered racial or cultural lines. The apostles wasted no time in responding. They chose seven men to handle the situation and take care of the food. Notice that the men were supposed to be full of spirit and wisdom. They were looking for people who had not just the maturity to handle themselves well, but those who were listening to God. But look at what the apostles said. They said, we apostles should spend our time teaching the word of God, not running a food program. Now, at first glance, that might sound a little high and mighty. Who do these apostles think they are? I mean, are they too good to wait tables? Are they too important to serve food? Well, not at all. Rather, they understood a couple of important things that are worth noting here. First, they knew their calling. They said, we are supposed to devote ourselves to prayer and the ministry of the word. That's it. That's what we are called to. So that's what we're going to do. Anything extra is going to need to be handled by someone else. Notice their intense focus on prayer and on teaching the word. Their intention is to put first things first. Now, this is not an apostle saying, sorry, that's not my department. I don't do that. Instead, this is them saying, am I spending my time doing what God has called me to do? Or am I letting a lot of other things that other people put on me distract me from my calling? Think about that. You have a calling. Now, maybe you know what it is, maybe you don't yet, but I believe that God has a calling for your life. You also have many other things that compete for your attention, and you have other demands that other people put on you, don't you? So the question is, are you devoting yourself to the reasons that God put you on this earth? Or are you too busy trying to live up to everyone else's expectations of you? Now, the second thing to notice here is that there is room for others to use their gifts in ministry. The apostles recognized that by saying, look, this is not our primary mission to the world. It opened the door for others to use their gifts to serve. And I believe that too many of us think that we need to be all things to all people, and so as a result, we have to do it all ourselves. But sometimes when I just step in and take care of the problem, I may be actually taking away from someone else the opportunity to use their gifts. What if the apostles had decided that they needed to just suck it up and run this food program so that it got done well, but it was outside their giftedness? And all the while, there are willing and able servants who are thinking, man, you know, God made me a gifted administrator to run programs just like this. If only I had the chance or if only someone would ask. I think that oftentimes when we are operating outside of our gifts, I wonder if it's because God has actually gifted someone else to that task. And we just haven't let go, and we just haven't asked them yet. So how about you? Do you know your gifts? What are the things that God has put in your heart that make your heart beat faster? What are the injustices in the world that make you the most angry? And what are the things that God has equipped you to do that will make a difference for his kingdom?
Do you know your calling and are you living in it today? Or are you chasing everyone else's expectations? And then the challenge that I take from this passage is when the apostles say, you know, we really need to dedicate ourselves here to prayer and to teaching the word. And personally, I take the challenge, how much of the ministry, how much of the good work, the good things that I surround myself with, how much of, the, of just the stuff and the busyness is devoted towards prayer and is devoted towards teaching the word? And what if, what if we had ministries that were more devoted around central things? Do you know your calling and are you living in it today? Let's pray. God, thank you for calling us. Thank you for giving us ministry. Thank you for giving us good, important things to do. And God, whether our gifts are serving or, or food programs or waiting tables or, or teaching, God, whatever it is, you've gifted us and you have given us a calling. And I pray that we lean into that today. Would you show us uh, the, the ways that we need to focus, the, the ways that we need to give you, uh, give you uh, some things maybe that, that are weighing us down. God, would you show us today how to be effective servants in your kingdom and through all of that, would you bring your kingdom here to our community? In your name we pray, amen. Have a great day.